We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. The Parables of Jesus Christ, Masterpieces from the Master Teacher. Those earthly stories with heavenly meanings that's designed for you and I to understand the will of the Lord for our lives. Thank you again to our Jay Webb, and greetings to all of you. Thank you for being with me today on our broadcast, and we're going to think about the parables of Jesus, a little background, and then we want to look at a very special parable today. First of all, from Matthew chapter 13, beginning with verse 1, the Bible says, On the same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered to him, so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables. Now, dear friends, he sat by the seaside, and great multitudes, now that's plural, a large crowd gathered to him, and so he moved into a ship and sat down, the position of a teacher in biblical times, While the crowd stood on the shore, the teacher would sit, and and what a mass of people. And we see his style of teaching, that he spake many things unto them in parables. Now, I want to drop down to Matthew 13, beginning with verse 10, when his disciples came to him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand. And seeing, you will see, and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts, and turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Now, when Jesus was questioned in Matthew 13 and verse 10, Why do you speak in parables? He gave the answer beginning with verse 11. You see, the disciples were followers and they were listening, but others were not. We see that from verse 11. And then from verse 12, we see a basic teaching concerning learning, that the more we desire, the more we will attain, because that's where the heart is placed. And of course, if one does not desire it, not even a bit of interest will diminish and diminish quickly. Therefore, because of the approach of the people in listening, 
We see this from verses 13 through 15. There still might be that moment that something piques their attention. Now, notice verse 15. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. Now, we're going to allow verse 16 to be what I like to call a phrase of praise in the life of one who will see and hear the wonderful works of God. Dear listeners, dear friends, will that apply to you? Can we say, blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear? And verse 17, well, that reminds me of further study from 1 Peter 1 and verse 9 and following about the prophets that inquired and searched diligently of those things that we know, and how even angels desired to look into them, 1 Peter 1 and verse 12. Ah, dear friends, the parables of Christ, masterpieces from the master teacher, those earthly stories with heavenly meanings, the word parable, Literally means to throw alongside of. Jesus said, I'm going to present a parable to throw alongside that you can grasp the truth. Today, let's look at one of those parables from Matthew 13, verses 31 and 32. The parable of the mustard seed. It's one of seven parables concerning the kingdom of heaven. But first, listen to another free study that we offer from International Gospel Hour. Answering Questions to Christianity is another free study we offer from IGH. Are there questions you have about Christianity? Would you not love to have a biblical answer to those questions? Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Question Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. And please leave your name, address, and just say, Question Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Question Study in the message box. We trust this study will help with answers to questions you may have. Let's go back to Jeff. From Matthew 31, or rather Matthew 13, verses 31 and 32, let's consider the parable of the mustard seed. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches." Right off the bat, let's notice one seed, specifically here a mustard seed. Dear friends, there is but one seed, and the seed is the Word of God, according to Luke 8.11. You know, it will begin small in just one heart, but will make a great difference. For example, have you ever thought about watching the growth of the church we read of in the New Testament? Jesus was born in Matthew 1, 21-25. A little child shall lead them, a fulfillment of Isaiah 11:6. When he began his earthly ministry, he said in Matthew 16 and verse 18, I will build my church. That's in singular form. Again, a prophecy of the Father through Isaiah 2, 1 and 2, and a promise of the Son here in Matthew 16:18, and a purchase of He, the Savior, Acts 20, verse 28. Now, Jesus chose twelve apostles to carry forth His Word. We see this in Matthew's account of Matthew 10, 1 through 4. 
and the commission given in Luke 24, 44-49. And prior to Pentecost, there in Jerusalem, that Jesus told them, that's where you will return, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples, and there was about 120 total in Acts 1 and verse 15. They added to them the, uh, the, the addition rather of Matthias as one of the twelve. On the day of Pentecost, we find with the church, there were added unto them about 3,000 souls, Acts 2, verse 41. And Acts 2, 47 says, The Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So, throughout the book of Acts, dear friends, we see a growing church. They multiplied. From Acts the 6th chapter in verse 1 to Acts 12 and verse 24, we see the word multiplied five times. And that was before the first missionary journeys where the church continually grew. Paul could boldly affirm later that in Christ, that the gospel was preached to every creature which is under heaven, Colossians 1.23. Now thus, the overall meaning of the parable with this one seed is the church began through one and remains in one that is his body, Ephesians 1.22 and 23. The word of God will start out small. But look at what happened when the gospel was preached. Dear friends, would you love to know more about the gospel? Would you love to know more about the church we're speaking of? I'm going to pause once again, and our J-Web has another free offer and a free study for you. Here's our J-Web. Your friends at the International Gospel Hour are offering absolutely free a Bible study course by mail. You may study in the privacy of your own home at your own pace. Feel free to give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things of God. And now, back to Jeff. Now, dear friends, notice one field. The man took a mustard seed and sowed in his field. There's no doubt the man knew his property. He knew what would work in that field and knew the best place to sow. He knew the seed. It was a mustard seed. He knew what to order and what to plant. And the man sowed in his field. Now Luke's account says in Luke 13, verse 19, it was his garden. Now let's do some application quickly. Dear friends, we know our property, and that is our hearts. In Acts 2.37, when they were pricked in the heart with the word of God or the seed, they asked what to do. When Simon had sinned in Acts 8, verse 22, his heart was not right in the sight of God, and he asked what to do. In Luke 8, the parable of the sower, where does the word of God fall? On the hearts of men. That's the property. We also know the seed or God's commands. We are born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever, 1 Peter 1, 23. So we know the seed that we are to take and the seed we are to plant, the word of God. And dear friends, we can only sow in our field or our garden. We must allow the word of God to change us. And it begins small. 
but there is a great return. We take the seed, the word of God, we put it in the field, the heart of man. And man will believe it, as Jesus commanded in John 8, 24. Man is able to repent of his sins, as Jesus commanded in Luke 13, 3. Man is able to confess Christ with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, Romans 10 and verse 10. Man is able to be baptized into Christ based upon his faith in order to be saved, Mark 16, 16. And a man can walk faithful living, Revelation 2, verse 10. He can walk faithfully living for the Lord. Dear friends, thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. Until next time, I'm Jeff Archie, and keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series, by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh,